0: The Life of Big Dog Podcast, where our discussions are a lot like a $4 buffet. There's a little bit of everything, and none of it is really that good. And now your host, the Big Dog. Who approved that intro? Like, that's rude. None of it's that good. (laughs) Whatever, lady. I think we're doing a fine job. Welcome to the Life of Big Dog Podcast. This is episode number three. I am your host, Big Dog. Episode number three. This is like a milestone. Like something big happens here, right? Like we go over 10 downloads, I think. 15 maybe. Maybe, you know, PBS picks us up or we go into syndication. I don't know. I've I've heard a lot of stories. Regardless of what happens after today, I just want to thank you and every podcast host should be thanking you for taking time out of your day with the millions of options out there in podcast world the fact that you are taking a few minutes to listen to mine is awesome and i will do my best to make sure that it's worth your time today and every time we release an episode i am literally finding out that there are millions of podcasts you don't realize it till you get into that world and start meeting other people and doing the research literally you can find a podcast on any topic you can think of which is cool also makes it tough for me to find people who want to listen and come back. So that's why I got to be extra awesome, extra charming, extra witty. Uh, so I'm going to give that my best shot. Saying "uh" all the time, I understand, not a good, not a good strategy. If you would like to connect with me outside of this podcast, I would love to have you find me on Twitter, where my handle is Ka. I would love to hear your show ideas. Opinions on what it is we talk about here, critiques, anything at all. Find me out there, add me, and let's talk and have some fun. Now, it's hard each week, with just 15 or so minutes of of time, of your time, to make sure that I'm being educational as well as entertaining. And we try to do both here at The Life of Big Dog. And I know that busy people sometimes miss the news. Uh, I had a friend who lived in Tennessee, who didn't realize Nashville got hit by tornadoes last week. And I educated him by telling him he should probably watch more TV or check his phone more often. So I want to make sure I'm trying to educate you, my loyal listeners, as well. And that's why every week I want to make sure I share one important thing that happened this week with you. And I do that on a segment that I like to call, conveniently, One Important Thing That Happened This Week. Here's one important thing that happened this week. Technically, it happened at the end of last week, but with the coronavirus hysteria, I thought this would be important to share. The Texas-based makers of Tito's Handmade Vodka Mmm Vodka issued a statement in response to a customer's comment saying that she had been making homemade hand sanitizer to combat Corona with her Tito's Vodka. A customer said on Twitter they'd been using Tito's to make the homemade sanitizer. It doesn't taste bad either, she said. Cheers to Tito's Vodka, keeping me germ-free and feeling good at the same time. Tito's responded with a serious statement warning customers not to do that stupid stuff. They said, quote, per the CDC, hand sanitizer needs to contain at least 60% alcohol. Tito's handmade vodka is 40% alcohol, and therefore does not meet the current recommendation of the CDC. With all of the hysteria, with the need to be clean and germ-free, apparently Tito's not the way to go. However, if you get on Facebook right now, at least in my neighborhood, I saw a post last night where somebody was selling a three-quarters full bottle of hand sanitizer for $20. Not only... Were they easily going to sell it? There were people lined up. Meanwhile, I live in a house with four teenage girls and a fiancé. And we go through toilet paper like most people go through water. And guess what? The big dog went to Walmart last night. And there was nothing. Now, luckily, the company I work for at my day job actually happened to have some. So we're good. The crisis is averted. But dear Lord, people leave some for the rest of us. So, Tito's Handmade Vodka. Not good for hand sanitizer, but put it in a glass with some ice, maybe a spritz of cranberry juice, even some Mountain Dew. It's a drink I call the White Trash Cocktail. It's delicious. Use Tito's that way to get you through the coronavirus hysteria and madness. They just want you to know you can't use this hand sanitizer. And that's one important thing that happened this week. Welcome to this week's edition of The Doghouse. About 20 years ago, I was what you'd consider a mixed martial arts virgin. I'd never really been big into the fight scene, although I grew up loving boxing in an era where Tyson and Holyfield were drawing record numbers on pay-per-views. There was just something about mixed martial arts that never quite did it for me. Maybe it was just the old school presentation or the 180 pound karate master going toe to toe with a 700 pound sumo wrestler. I'm not really sure what it was, but it just didn't interest me the way it did a lot of other people my age. But then in the early 2000s, I decided I'd give in to the hype and watch a few events and see what all the fuss was about. Now, as great as the fights themselves were, what sucked me in as a fan almost immediately was the fact that two humans could spend anywhere from 15 to 25 minutes in a literal war with each other, and when the final bell sounded, in almost every instance, the two would meet in the center of the cage and shake hands or hug or give each other words of support. I had never seen anything quite like it. In an age where bravado and trash talk had begun to take over major sports, and when boxing was dying as we'd known it from the 70s through the 90s, this was pretty refreshing for me. So two men, and now in some instances two women, trying to bash and bloody another person, cuts and gashes, broken bones, bruises and swollen faces, still found enough respect for their opponent to take a moment and embrace. Embrace. In a yin and yang situation, we also have political debates broadcast on television these days where five or six people who are supposed to be on the same side, united, decide that name calling and insults are every bit as important as their platform, principles, and beliefs. We have a president who, regardless of if he's factual or not, that's not even the issue, now uses Twitter predominantly as a way to lob personal attacks at the media and his critics. We live in a world where an actor can win a role or be asked to host an event, and the social justice warriors of this world decide they need to dig 20 years into that person's personal life and history in an effort to find a gotcha moment and try to destroy them. Heaven forbid people have opposing points of view these days. Because instead of a mature discussion that ends with an agree to disagree and a handshake, we're more likely to see their interaction end up in a cell phone video on Worldstar. There's an endless line of celebrities who constantly use their platforms to tell the rest of us how wrong we are and how we choose to live our lives. Eminem can release a track that literally tells half of his fans to go F themselves. Those people are lauded as brave and heroic, while Ricky Gervais decides to call them out on their pretentiousness and self-inflated stances and he ends up taking all the heat. Here's something that seems foreign in today's society. An Eminem song is my ringtone. I think Ben Affleck was a great Batman, and I saw all those movies in the theater. I think Joaquin Phoenix is a completely crazy far-left nut job, but Joker was fantastic and I thought he was amazing. I can think Jimmy Kimmel is a liberal shill and as a person with mostly conservative values I can skip over the parts of his show that I don't like and thoroughly laugh at and enjoy the rest. I can wish Donald Trump would get off of Twitter because I think he makes a fool of himself while also thinking he's done amazing things for prison reform and the economy. My point is, we can all do both. We can disagree on issues as stupid as Brooklyn Nine-Nine being a better show than Friends, which it is or as important and life-changing as the abortion debate. And we can end either of those discussions the same way. We can say we'll agree to disagree, we can shake hands, and then we can meet at the bar for a cold beer. You can be as far away from me as imaginable in what we do or what we believe, and if you called me and said you needed help, I would still show up. I don't know what happened to our society, and I don't know when it happened. I just know that things are different. I wish we could be more like MMA fighters. It's completely cool that you try to kick my ass for 15 minutes, because I sure as hell am going to try to do the same with you. But when it's over, I got you. I respect you. That seems like such a simple concept. Well I'm not sure if someone needs to hear this or if I just need to say it, but either way here's your thought for the week. Handle your shit. Step up and take responsibility for your own choices and decisions. Stop looking for someone or something else to blame for the fact that you aren't where or who you want to be. Your life didn't take you to where you find yourself today against your will or without your knowledge. You've been in control. Is it possible that the crappy actions of others in your past have kind of altered your path a little bit? Sure, I get that as well as anybody. But at some point you had a moment in your life, maybe several, where you could have righted the ship, or at least started guiding it back in the right direction. But it is so much easier to blame a moment, or a person, or a circumstance, than it is to roll your sleeves up, put on your big boy pants, and put in the work to force your life back to a path you wanted to take. And at this point, who really cares how you ended up where you are? We spend so much time these days looking back at where it all went wrong that we can miss ways to make it right. John Wooden said, today is the only day, yesterday is gone. And he won like a million championships so he knows what he's talking about. You are where you are. You can't change the path your life has taken. But somewhere on that path, maybe hidden beneath painful memories or covered in scars, are lessons. So instead of looking back for excuses or things to blame, try looking for those lessons. Because applying what life taught you in the past is the best way to face the future. And that'll do it for episode three of the Life of Big Dog podcast. Let me say once again, thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Also, you can find me on Twitter as a reminder, Dog underscore K-A. I would love to have you connect with me there. Coming up on next week's show, I'm going to talk frankly, openly, unscripted, and probably with a little bit of emotion about the disease that took my mom's life 15 years ago, almost 16 now young-onset Alzheimer's disease. There is a lot of misinformation about that disease, a lot of misunderstanding. I think Hollywood paints a very unrealistic picture of how awful that disease is, and I'll talk about that and a lot more next week. Uh, Pretty big thing for me to talk about that openly with everybody, so hopefully you will listen and invite some friends to join you. That's next week. Thank you once again for joining me this week. I will talk to you soon.